Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. Thank you to our composer, Alexander Nagarada, for composing the intro. I'm your host, Daniel Troop. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And today, we have a very special episode because it's not just Conversations with the Authors, it's super fans with the authors and on the phone today your voice is our voice chico Monin. how are you chico i am good how are you guys pretty good so we're gonna have a chit chat and you get to ask anything you want anything your heart's desires whether it's about the book or the writing process we are all ears and ready to go let me ask her a question though. oh please do oh did you like the book i love the book definitely um I love the book so much. I remember that I asked you for, um, what's the word? Like a signature? Yes, yes. Oh, an yes. autograph, eh? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and I've recommended it to uh, everybody that I know. Well, it's wonderful. Great. We're glad. I am so pleased. All right. I think while we while we have you here, we'll, we'll let you know that we're going to be at the uh, the American Library Association in, in June uh, on the 25th from 10 o'clock to... Uh, 12. Uh, the, the whole conference goes from the 23rd of June to the 26th, but we're going to be there on Sat, uh, Sunday, uh, the, uh, from 10 to 12, and we're going to sign books and we're going to give books away. And we're, uh, trying our best to, to get this into the libraries yes, and this get is, this out to a lot of other this people. This is one of the largest and oldest library associations in the world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be held at more at, uh, at, uh, at McCormick, uh, McCormick, McCormick Place, Place right? in Chicago. Yeah. If you come, I will add my signature to your book. Okay. And we'll dear <laughs> listeners and readers, if you're listening to this podcast, and I hope you do, uh, if you show up, as long as the books are there, you can get yourself a free signed copy. So please make yourself uh, here, and perhaps we can have a conversation while we're at it. Chico, there was a lot of there was a lot of magic in the book. How'd you like that? I actually liked it a lot um, because um, I do love those type of books. So this was perfect for me. And I was actually going to ask you and uh, Sandra, uh, what um, inspired you guys to write um, the book about how Nicholas uh, became Santa Claus? Well, you know, he never had really a backstory. And my wife has been fiddling with that for years and years. Tell her. I have been fiddling that since the day our children were born in early 1979, and I was hoping to use the magic in the book to show the kids that no matter what you have to overcome, with a little bit of ingenuity and imagination, you could overcome anything. So when she uh, came to me years, years later, uh, she had about 10 pages that she wrote, and I was writing something else. And I looked at it and I said, this is really good. I like this. I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm going to take those 10 pages with you and I'm going to, we're going to blow it up into a full size book. So, uh, we got together and we started writing. And every time she wrote something, when I came from home from work, I read it. I said, now it's time to blow that up into, into multiple pages. So that's what right. we did. Yeah, I, I would show him pictures, little sketches that I had drawn or something that I had seen. In a magazine, this is, this is what the background should look like, and th- this is what the animals should sort of look like, and mm-hmm. 
he would take and he'd put that into words. Yeah, and she blow was very, it up very inspiring. Really <laughs> uh, Chico, I gotta ask you. Okay, so you find out that there's a story about how Nicholas became Santa Claus. You now have the book in your hand, this beautiful cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what drew you to the book first? What was your first impression upon receiving the book and seeing the cover uh, and the title? And it's uh, just amazing uh, fabrication. Well, let me tell you a little bit about how I found out about the book. Oh, please do, yeah. I, I actually found out about the book from somebody else, not even uh, uh, Dr. Kirk. Oh, 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 really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, somebody I know that I work with told me about an amazing book that she read, and she said, you have to read it. And uh, she's like, uh, it's actually uh, Dr. Troop who wrote it. I'm like, really? And then um, I went and bought it. What I loved about it is that um, I have the cover, mm-hmm. and um, it reminds me very much of um, it was a series on HBO. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called. Uh, it's about dragons. I do the remember. Do the words "Game" and "Thrones" happen to be part of it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I loved it. I love the dragon mm-hmm. on the page. I love the way um, Nicholas looks on the page. Mm-hmm. And I loved ev- the design, everything. I think it's amazing. It actually captured me in. And so when I started reading it, it was the details, you know, the way you describe oh. everything in the book. I absolutely love it. And I feel like I can see your vision. It's cinematic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Very good. So I would also like to ask, um, is there any plans for more books or like maybe turning it into a movie? Well, as, as a matter of fact, uh, we're hoping to get a, a, a screenplay done uh, this summer and have it shopped around to some of the studios. Uh, I'm, I'm told by my publishing company just a few days ago that they had a meeting about the book. They liked it a great deal. And some of the people there at the meeting were some of the producers of the new movie John Wick, and uh, they liked the movie. I mean, they liked the book, and they also uh, agreed with you. It did have uh, familiar traits to uh, Game of Thrones. They so. did say that. They did say that. So uh, we're uh, we're very optimistic about it, and so uh, we hope to get this screenplay uh, done uh, started this summer. It's probably going to take. What did it say? Uh, about three months to get yes. that done, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And then they're going to shop it around to uh, some of the studios uh, and uh, see if we can get option. Uh, but yeah, and to, the answer to the other part of the question is: there a sequel? Yes, there there is, and I'm working on that now. Uh, it, it has a title. It's called The Darkly Heart, and uh, it's um, I've got about uh, 289 pages of it written already. And I've been, and I've got ten more scenes to write. But before I wrote those, uh, I decided to go back over the old book because I had stopped writing for a while, uh, for various reasons, and I wanted to refamiliarize myself with the book, and and make some corrections. So I'm probably almost at page 100 right now of just my corrections and revisions. And once I get up to uh, the end of where I stopped, then I'm going to write those new scenes. And then I'll be finished with it. And there's also a possibly a third one in the works because I'm working on one that involves all the oddlings. Nice, yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. Now, Chico, have you have you read the whole book? Have you finished the book? 
I have finished the book. I have read the whole book. Um, I do not want to give too much away because I definitely want to read. Uh, yes, the, yes, no spoilers. Yes, it's just the way it's written. Um, I feel like I can see what you guys were writing. Mm. You know, like I feel like I'm a part of that. Thanks. To answer your story, yes, I have finished the book. <laughs> yes, and we we talked earlier in some of the podcasts about how the details. It's not just visual, but it's it's. Uh, it's about, uh, smell and taste too. There's a lot of food and there's a lot of, uh, smells, uh, involved, uh, in the story as well. And I'm, I'm wondering, um, no spoilers, uh, what character do you, uh, see yourself most in? Do you identify with any particular character in the story? Yes. As a matter of fact, I actually identified with, uh, Nicola's father, Tom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. I liked how, you know, he saw a helpless baby and, like, became involved. And then, you know, um, I feel like he's the reason why Nicholas became Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? he is. Uh, you know, like, um, and I love the story about adoption, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I, I actually like that that is his background. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely resonated with him and his kind heart. And for him to stop by and try to help Nicholas's family... Which then turns into him become um, Nicholas's father. Right, right. So I thought that was amazing. And I thought, you know, that is something that I would do. So, yeah, he resonates with me. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Good. That's good. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad. Uh, I was hoping uh, w- that people would have a cinematic view of, of, of the story, that they could actually see it in their mind. Since I, I don't have the ability to, to film a movie myself, I, I know about the mind. I thought maybe I could just paint that picture in people's brains, you know, so they could see it. And when I when I when I write, uh, I write in pictures, you know. And when I'm sitting there actually typing uh, out something, I picture it as if I'm looking at a movie screen. So I, I start describing things, kind of like a, a color commentator at a baseball game mm. or at a football game. Mm, if yeah. you were doing it on yeah. the radio, I would completely agree with <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. And I can tell you that you did an amazing job, both you and Sandra, because um, they, uh, like I said, um, when you're reading it, the taste, the feels, it feels like you're in it. I feel like I can see what it is that you were trying to like tell as a story. Mm-hmm. So I definitely enjoyed that. And I think that's what really also drew me in. It was hard to stop. Oh, that's good. There have been other stories of, um, you know, the st- the telling of Nicholas and how uh, Nicholas becomes Santa Claus. Do you feel that this this was a good and unique divergence from the uh, original, uh, from the uh, sort of popular storytelling? Do you feel that? Do you feel surprised and sort of I don't know accomplished? Yes, I feel surprised, accomplished, and I feel like um, this is different. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think a, a lot of them, and I don't I don't want to criticize them. They did what they were supposed to do. Oh, absolutely. But a lot of them, exactly. a, a lot of them were very saccharine, you know, and uh, a childlike. I wanted to to get something that was realistic uh, yeah. uh, to some degree, yeah, you know, and something that you could really feel. Yeah, you know? I really feel yeah, this something, <laughs> something more original. Yeah, and you know, and I think it uh, I think it really sort of caters to the entire audience and not just you know a select uh, few, you know. Right. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started the project, I didn't want him to look like the cartoon version of him from the Coke can. I wanted him to have 
personality and I wanted him to show everything from growing up temper tantrums to adult temper tantrums and, and, and curiosity and <laughs> you know and there there are there are <clears throat> a couple of uh there's a kind of a, a love story there too because he falls in love with Sarah mm-hmm. right. and then I, I show the relationship uh uh between um uh Wallace and, and Marina you know the 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 the, the king uh the uh the prince yes. of, uh, of of waters, and so in their relationship. So, but I also I also wanted to show where being taught responsibility and manners and respect and to have faith um, yes. is important in life, and that you really can't get what you need or want out of life without having those things. I, I think also um, Chico, and I think you'll agree that. Uh, I think the story did a really great job of making this this man, this myth, this legend, Santa Claus, into somebody who seems identifiable and real, truly real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So you were taking him from from birth all the way from not birth, but uh, as a young baby, all the way up to his 18th year, mm-hmm. and then further. So um, I was I was happy with it. I was I was actually myself even as the author. When I was getting to the, the last paragraph and I was going to say the end, I, I didn't really want to end it. <laughs> right. That's why I'm glad that you're writing another book, and other books rather. Mm-hmm. And I also agree with Sandra, like she said, I think that there's a little bit of everything. Uh, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Uh, and without, uh, again, without no spoilers for our audience, but I, I'm going to ask you, what, what are your thoughts on the oddlings? Do you have any favorite ones, these magical creatures that live within the Orphic Forest and the kingdoms of Illuminae? I don't have any uh, like favorite ones, but I did like the story about the oddlings. And I also like how um, Sandra says that she's going to write a story more to tell us more about mm-hmm. the oddlings. That's what yeah. you said, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so what is the story going to be? Is it going to be like their background? Uh, well, well right. they're, they're probably going to get in a situation, I think. Right now, uh, it's, it's a it's kind of a sideways story from what's in Nicholas. So peripheral, okay. yeah, a peripheral story so about the, about the magic. You know how they were being oppressed. Well, this the, what I'm working on right now and researching right now is how that oppression can be aided to dissolve, how it developed, and what and how, and how to how, how, how to, how to Bring it to a resolution and still be of benefit to both the oddlings and the humans. I think one of the things that uh, uh, is characteristic of them is that they're magical, and some I think uh, when their magic becomes weakened or, or begins to fade, that's an issue that we have to find out about. Right. And find out what, you know, what the cause think, of that is. I think also what's what's great about this idea you have for the second story, uh, this peripheral, is that it, it shows us that this is in fact. A whole world, a whole universe of, uh, you know, it's not just this one story about Nicholas, but in fact, there are things that happen within the world that may or may not be within that storyline or mm-hmm. that, that timeline. And I think that would be great to see. Yeah, I think in the story that I'm writing right now, uh, in the process of trying to complete The Darkly Heart, you got, I brought in a lot of new characters ah, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think you could probably compare it uh, to to Game of Thrones or, or Lord of the Rings because it, it's in that same vein. And as with everything in in reality, when you use use magic, 
there's a consequence. Yes. So what I want to to find out in the book that I'm writing and haven't finished writing and, and outlining is what is the consequence to the magical being that uses the magic? Right. Mm-hmm. And then is that consequence the same mm-hmm. if a human takes it and uses it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what other thoughts do you have, uh, dear dear reader, about uh, Nicholas? I was going to say that, like, I, you, your first question was, like, what did you think that um, there was a lot of magic? Well, I feel like Christmas is magic. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, mm-hmm. when you think about Christmas, when you think about Santa, everything is magic. So I feel like writing this book, um, uh, the originals of Chris, uh, of Nicola, and um, including magic, was actually perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I yes. feel like this was the way to tell the story. I feel like it cannot be told any other way. There's a lot of magic about Christmas, so it makes sense that there's uh, magic about Nicholas. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Very absolutely. good. So may I ask you a question a little bit off off cue? Um, what age of reader do you think is appropriate for this book? As a reader, what age do you think this is appropriate well, I myself, I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a good age. It's a good so age. <laughs> I definitely think that um, um, uh, people who, um, I, I feel like it could be, uh, it's appropriate for anybody. But yeah. um, I also think that, um, I think teenagers, mostly, uh-huh. it would definitely also enjoy this book. But I actually think it's for everybody. Well, you've heard it, and, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it. Uh-huh. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I really think that uh, a lot of teenagers could enjoy this book, but the person who recommended this book to me was in her late 60s. Oh, wonderful. Uh, you see, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. this story is for anyone of all ages, whether you're 60 or 16. And if you're interested in picking up the book, you can visit our Facebook page, Troop Books. You can visit our TikTok and our Instagram uh, to uh, Troop Books and you can visit TroopBooks.com T-R-O-U-P-E uh, where you can find the author page at Ewing's Publishing and you can pick up a hardcover or a softcover and hopefully next time I can talk with you here on Conversations with an Authors. Thank you so much Chico. We love and appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank absolutely. you guys. Mm-hmm. And thank you for writing this book guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Right, okay. You have yourself a great and day. And I'm forward to seeing you at McCormick so you can sign my book, Sandra. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yay. <laughs> we will see you there. All right. All right. Thank all right, you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.